one year, I kind of got an idea. You know, I want to try trap. I like to trap. I like to make lure, and I like to write. Where can it go from here? I would be able to spend more time in the woods. I was losing money in over fish trapping, but I didn't care. Getting the traps out there is the hardest part, I think, with them. I would leave the critters in the back of my truck in the high school parking lot. We're going to set traps, like, no matter what. Some of these guys have trapped these areas for generations. We got through the fur boom. This is Northern Michigan. This is what you do. Trappers love being trappers in a positive light. I'm going to ask you guys a question. Do you know everything? This will be fun. Trying to learn something from these legends. Ask questions without asking questions. Volumes of Herb Lennon Game Magazine. Instruction from Herb Lennon. Herb Lennon's articles, the Herb Lennon ads. Two information, trapping radios. We are trappers on ourselves. To me, that's pretty important. All right, everybody listening to me? Develop a system yet that's working ahead of time to build big trapping. If you got very bullshit saying the trap, you got bog trap. They start talking about these big fans. Most of my tunes are coming from up top, not down bottom. Probably the best part of the country in the world. I don't get any better. Trying to set predator trash and trash waders. The back of that beaver looks like a sheer. You better edit this part out. Yeah, it was better. Back in the fur shed. It's trapping today. Jeremiah Wood here. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, great to have you. It is nearing the end of October. And starting to get to look like trapping season a little bit it's not very cool here but hopefully some parts of the country are getting cooled off a little bit as we're getting closer to the season got a lot of things to talk about for folks that are getting ready and getting prepared so i'm going to talk about a couple of new products from our sponsors here uh, that uh, are generously sponsoring the trapping today podcast and have done so for years now Cots Bros and Onyx. We're going to talk quite a bit about um, some of the stuff they've got going on. Uh, and then I'm going to go into a little bit of fur prices just so folks who haven't seen the uh, website article, trappingtoday.com, or the YouTube video on fur prices, you get a little bit of an idea of what to expect for uh, the coming season. What what we, you know, what, what we know based on the information we have right now. But anyway, let's get into it. First, I want to talk about uh, the trappingtodaystore.com selling a lot of lure. It's amazing, guys. I, I, I'm just uh, considering the low market and everything. Uh, it, I, I didn't really expect to have a lot of lure sales, but but trapping today lures are growing and getting becoming pretty popular among a lot of people because there are many of those orders that are repeat orders from people who have purchased last year and the year before and uh, starting to see an increase and that's really cool actually some pretty big orders too surprising surprisingly big orders so we have uh in stock i i had a hard time keeping up keeping up with stock for a while there i had uh, i had to make a bunch of lure i started getting low it just i didn't think i'd need to be making lure until like november by the time i i we cleared out of a lot of the the stock that I already had on hand. Well, all of a sudden I start every time I come into the shed and look at the shelves, um, there's less and less bottles of lure there, and I start running low on Predator, Predator Plus, Birch River, Beaver Lure, and a Long Distance Call. All four of those were getting really low. It was getting tight, so I ended up making a bunch, and then I I just had enough time to to get it all in, in big pails and made up 
but hadn't bottled it yet. And then I was getting down to like one, two, three bottles left on the shelf for each product. And, and finally I got around to get it bottled. Got right down to the wire. Used every last bottle that I had. Ran out of lids. And uh, anyway, I, it was it was quite a little deal. But I, I just am, am really uh, encouraged to, to see you guys that are trying out the lure and buying it. And and. Uh, and clearly doing quite well with it i i love to see pictures from uh, your catch catch made uh, using trapping today lures at some point when i get my act together i'm going to start posting pictures up on the store site so uh so i can have a, some testimonials people go to buy a lure they can actually see pictures of people that have used the lure and and uh has worked successfully for them so anyway yeah you can you can buy any of the lures now they're in stock we still have the predator pack that's in stock and that's been very popular as well uh, actually I, before i before i this episode airs i better don't go make sure i update the quantities on everything and and make sure that you can all order stuff but uh, should everything should be good all right, everything is updated. And if you buy that Predator Pack and you want to substitute one of the other lures, just go ahead and order it and, and send me a message through the store what you would like to substitute. And uh, try to do it quick right after you order because we ship pretty fast, especially if you order like on a, a night before a weekday. Usually um, we get up in the morning. My wife usually does it and she'll she'll go grab it. And when she goes to put the kids on the school bus uh she'll put it in the mailbox and it'll be on its way so um but yeah just let let us know what you would like to substitute with so we can make sure to get that done before we ship it out uh, as a reminder for folks so we get the long distance call that's a bestseller that's uh, an awesome lure I, I i don't have time to talk about it today but you can check out the website for more descriptions on all of these uh predator predator plus those two i i would love um we should probably have some sort of a contest to to rename that lure because it just seems like such a bland uncreative name for a lure but i can't think of a great name so if you guys if anyone can come up with a name uh shoot it at me and and uh, let me know and maybe i'll i'll bounce a few of those ideas around we've got uh sweetness birch river beaver lure and the newest lure fall fur call, as well as muskrat magnet. So the, all those lures are available and in stock. Check them out, trappingtodaystore.com. Also have a bunch of other stuff, uh, some shirts. Uh, not many Mustella t-shirts left. Most sizes are sold out, but there's a few if you're an odd size, especially. And uh, the logo shirt, the Trapping Today Martin logo shirt is available uh, and we've got a bunch of those. We got just a few hats left. Uh, the be- the uh, beanies are sold out, but the baseball cap style flex fit hats we got. I think three or four of those left. Uh, they're pretty much going to be. We're going to sell all that stuff out, and probably won't restock clothing, apparel stuff for a while. That's kind of a pain in the neck. Um, but uh, yes, what else we? Have? There's probably a few other things in the store. Oh, uh, coffee mugs. Yeah, get you a coffee mug. Trapping today mug. All right, enough of me hawking my own gear. Let's get into uh, what our sponsors have to offer. So, Cots Brothers Lures, K-A-A-T-Z-B-R-O-S.com. Cots Bros has been supporting the Trapping Today podcast and website since day one. Uh, first trapping industry sponsor. And Kyle and Kellen run an excellent business there. If you didn't listen to the last episode with Kyle, that was a, a great one. Uh, 
uh, and, uh, and he talks a lot about the business and the trapping industry and everything. But anyway, uh, if you are looking to make your own lures or looking for something unique, they do have the best selection of lure making supplies in the industry. I get a lot of my lure making supplies from Cots Bros. Uh, it's quality, consistent product, and uh, and they they just always have it available. You you, their their inventory management for for that lure lure making supplies is really really good. And in my last order, uh, Kellen shipped out a bunch of stuff to me, and he also sent a few freebies to try out. And I wanted to uh, let you guys know about these because they are new, uh, new products, and uh, they're they're something that. They're, they're new and they're in limited supply, so you might want to want to check this out. And I think it's pretty cool that, that they're doing this is that they, they come up with these new formulas or formulas that they've had for a long time and kind of uh, reintroduce or revamp them or, or offer them for a limited time. Because like Kellen likes to, to say, you know, you got to kind of mix it up on the trap line. You don't want to be using the same stuff all the time. And so we get a few things here. Uh, the first one is a lure called Below the Belt. Again, get all this stuff at cotsbros.com. This is limited supply, new for 2023. It is a year-round coyote gland attractant. This complex coyote gland lure is based on a vintage Wolfer formula. Uh, Kellen says, first I stripped down the old formula, modernized it with more readily available ingredients with a couple coyote crazy additives. Below the belt is awesome on a backing at a flat set or dirt hole. Just a thumbnail sized smear is all you need. For coyotes and fox, pairs well down a dirt hole with a smear of straight mice, three kings, red label, or gold label. Those are, are some of the baits they have. Uh, for a later season, try adding a couple drops of tinctured skunk essence in a four ounce jar. Give that to give it an extra punch through the cold night air. Its blend of musk and coyote glands really perks up breeders later in the season. Use anywhere and anytime you're targeting coyotes. It's a favorite for ADC trappers too. The next product is a bait. This is Three Kings Predator Bait. And this is a limited supply and a new lower price for 2023. This is a pretty reasonable bait, guys. If you don't, if you want to buy a, com- a preserved commercial bait, um, if you, if you don't go through a lot of bait, that's probably the way to go. Um, for me, like for a lot of my trapping, um, I'm going to have my own bait anyway. I'm not going to make up a commercial type bait. I'm just going to gonna get, uh, you know, prob- trap beavers and use beaver meat or, or some other meat, um, um, other animals that I harvest here. But uh, Three Kings is, is a great bait to go with if you're going to use bait. Uh, for safer coyote trapping in small amounts, and it's pretty reasonable. And a 16 ounce jar is nine bucks, and I think uh, the special they have they got three jars, three 16 ounce jars for 24 bucks. This bait is based on an old school woofer formula that's been around for over a hundred years. I carefully aged three different organ meats, then blended, preserved them smooth. It's strong, but does not contain any skunk essence. It's extremely unique, and it hammers coyotes, fox, bobcats, and coon at dirt holes and buried bait sets. Coyotes absolutely love digging this bait out. Be sure to smear half to one ounce per set around down the hole. Surface area increases odor output for any bait or lure. For the DIY formulator, try adding three or four drops of pure skunk in a pint of Three Kings to really power through the frigid late season air. And then finally, the last product is a urine-type product in a squirt bottle, and this is called Predator Post Punch. 
and this is new product 3p for 2023 uh, predators post punch is a blend of red fox urine with musky enhancers that really make it pop it's strong grabs the nostrils of coyotes reds and grays bobcats and coon uh, make an otter like it too Predator Post Punch has an extremely unique odor that elicits several reactions from coyotes particularly that makes them drop their guard when working a set. This attractant is meant to be used on your backing or your favorite predator set. I often use it on a burnt vertical firewood post about wrist width and 12 inches tall. The charred post contrasts the surrounding grass at the set and really stands out. I prefer a quarter to a half ounce shot of 3P dribbled down the trap side of the post. The first half of the season I'll also use a smear of call lure on the post. Later in the season I'll opt for a smear of gland lure. At dirt holes 3P is an excellent either on your is excellent either on your backing or simply right down the hole on some wool or a grass wad in addition to your favorite bait. And this is uh, from Kellen. Many of you that are familiar with my books and DVDs know that I'm all about variation at a location from season to season. Don't use the same exact sets with the exact same exact smells. 3P has been a game changer the last couple seasons and has certainly helped boost some locations that were starting to stale out from years of hard trapping. Add Predator Post Punch to your roster today. So PPP, Three Kings, and Below the Belt, some great new products. Go to Cotsbros.com to check them out. All right, let's uh, move on looking at uh, what's going on with OnX. Jeez, I got so many windows up on my laptop right now. I try to keep track of everything that I kind of lost my podcast, my recording app. So I'm back on here. Let's see. Um, so. A lot of you use Onyx. A lot of you bought Onyx as a result of listening to the podcast. But I know there's a number of you that don't have it. Or you've uh, done the free trial or done the free version. But you haven't uh, ponied up the money to uh, to go ahead and, and use all of the features. But the thing with this app is it's such a useful, valuable tool as it is. And they're adding so many new features all the time. Some of them you might not use, but some of them are pretty awesome and, and you may find really useful. And the only way to take advantage of all these features is to uh, to get the you know the paid memberships. So the subscription for one state is like thirty bucks a year and a hundred bucks for all fifty states. Uh, and now uh, brand new for this year, they have a, a two state option. It used to be just one state or all. Now they have a two-state option for 45 bucks, so I think a lot of people are going to take advantage of that too. Uh, remember, any of this, if you're going to onxmaps.com, you're going to get 20% off just by using the code TRAP, T-R-A-P. Uh, when you check out, if this is your first purchase, you're going to get that 20% discount, so it's a, a pretty good deal, and it helps the Trapping Today podcast out too. So I want to go through some of the new updates from Onyx. So either you you can uh, figure out what you're missing, or if you're like me, you know I use Onyx pretty much every single day, and there's a lot of stuff that I I didn't know, uh, you know has has been available for a few months now, and I wasn't really aware of it until I I went through a lot of these updates. So uh, we'll go through some of these. I'm gonna have to let's see. I'm gonna pull I'm gonna pull up a uh, informational slideshow here that I have on my computer. 
Okay, so I'm going to just kind of go through a lot of this stuff. Uh, something that has been around for a while on is this thing called in-dash. So technically, you can, you can if you have a newer vehicle, this is not going to work for my vehicles, but um, you can use Onyx on your dash screen. Um, this Android, if you have Android Auto or CarPlay, you can use uh, you can use in Dash, or, and that's uh, I guess for people that spend a lot of time in their vehicles, that's probably going to be pretty useful. Something that I don't really use. The next thing I want to talk about is something that you're all going to use if you use Onyx at all, and this is some pretty cool stuff. This is brand new aerial imagery and. And there's a lot going on here with aerial imagery. So there is a bunch of recent imagery coming available. Now there is imagery every two weeks. A fresh aerial image should be available nationwide. Now, this is not as perfect as it sounds. I thought this was going to be like the greatest thing since sliced bread. It is pretty cool, but it's a low resolution image. It's not like the high quality resolution image that you see um, when you pull up on X and you start looking at the aerial images, you know, your typical background map on the app is, you know, it's, it's essentially the same as you'd see like on Google Earth or one of those other mapping programs. It's, it, you know, that you're going to see that, but that's probably going to be outdated by a year or two. Um, but you can get this every two week imagery just by popping up. You just hit a couple of buttons on the app and it, you get into the, the imagery and you can go back every two weeks and look at all of the recent changes. Again, this is not going to let you zoom into like really high detailed stuff, but it's going to show you like uh, if you have a fire in an area, a burn. Uh, for me, it was... Uh, when I was cutting hay in different fields, I just, out of curiosity this summer, I started looking back to see like which fields I cut on, on what week. And you could actually follow it pretty easily. You could see where the field was, was uncut and then you, you pull forward two weeks and you could see where, where it had, had been harvested. Uh, timber harvest in the woods is going to be a big one because especially in our area, we've got one company that's just going crazy clear cutting like on on 1.2 million acres that it's like you can't scout you almost can't scout a month ahead of time because if you scout in the summertime and you go back in the fall there could be huge clear cuts that just pop up i mean they could be anywhere at any time that it's it's uh, very difficult to to keep up with um, and so one of the things that can be a huge time saver is to use this recent imagery just recognize you're not going to get a perfect image but you can go back and see okay in the last couple of weeks or the last month has, have they been in here? Are there machines on the road? Are there big piles of wood? Are there big open cuts? Okay. If so, then I'm not going to trap this area. I won't trap this road system. You can kind of, you know, move around. So that's pretty cool. The other thing that you can do, um, if, if you have, uh, the elite membership, you can get imagery. They're calling this imagery on demand. Uh, and, and by the way, this look back on the recent aerial imagery every two weeks or whatever it is, uh, they started that in March of 2023 and that's going to stay, that library is going to stay available for years to come. That's the plan is just to keep this going. And so you're going to be able to constantly look back. Um, the, the look back imagery 
is five meter resolution. Very, very, that's a very low resolution. Like each pixel is five meters. Uh, you can uh, request an on-demand image of one meter resolution. It's not as good as your base aerial imagery, but it, it's a lot better than the, the standard look back. And you could do that, like, I think anytime you could just be like, hey, I want to get an image of my food plot or I want to get an image of this particular thing or that thing. It's a special uh, request and it, it it has a cost. It costs $60 for for a one-time image but that's available comes available on your account and and that's yours to keep forever and so uh that's you know for food plots if you're planning trips and you want a really a good recent imagery let's say you're gonna go and hunt an area or trap an area and and you want to have a recent image that's a higher quality than the standard look back uh you know maybe it's worth the 60 bucks for you to to you know, if you have a two-week trip plan and your success of your trip can can really um, can really hinge on on understanding that information, then maybe that's that's worth the sixty bucks. So that's pretty cool. Um, leaf off imagery. This is uh, available on the web. Mobile is coming soon. Mobile might be available now for leaf off. Uh, they had a bunch of states this summer that were available: uh, Arkansas, Kentucky, Maryland, Missouri. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, Wisconsin, and West Virginia. Those are the first that came available, and they're keep continuing to add more stuff. So I don't know what all is available now. But, I mean, just looking at this list, it's clear that, that to me, that the leaf-off imagery, they started in the states that have a lot of deciduous forests, so you could benefit from, from seeing leaf-off. And uh, that is 30, 30 to 50 centimeter resolution. It's super high resolution. Uh, w one of the things when you're talking about these images, I, I actually asked uh, one of the the reps for the, the Onyx Ambassadors, the guy that I work with, uh, Jared, Jared Larson. You know him because he's been on this podcast, uh, I don't know, a couple years ago. Maybe we ought to have him on again sometime. But uh, I, I, I was like, man, why can you get like a really high quality imagery every single year. So we, you know, or every six months or whatever, um, that I think they'd like to do that, but apparently that is like super ultra expensive. So, uh, it's, it's not necessarily feasible just yet, but you know how technology goes guys, that this is all getting better over time. So I suspect that in the future we will see that. Uh, speaking of improvements, the, the 3D mapping is available on all mobile platforms. That used to be just on desktop. Now it's on mobile. Then it went to just mobile for Apple, iOS, and now it's mobile for Android as well. And they uh, they have um, Onyx Labs. What what is this? Um, okay, so on on the web. So when you you got to be on your laptop or desktop to get this, uh, or pull up the web website on your mobile in the right hand vertical toolbar you see this icon which is like an x with i don't know what that is anyway it opens a new tab bringing you to the onyx labs testing grounds this is exclusively for elite members to gain first access to new innovative features and to provide us feedback on how we can improve as we're actively building so that's pretty cool little little added bonus for you guys who have the elite membership 
Um, terrain X, you can toggle slope angle, slope aspect, and elevation band to highlight only the areas you're most interested in. And then view shed, you can uh, you can move the cursor to different glassing points based on the topography and see the exact highlighted areas you'll be able to see from that location. It, you know, if you're hunting up in the mountains, that would be awesome. So that's a that's an Onyx Labs uh, feature as well. Uh, another a new thing coming out. I I won't use this that much, but some of you I know will is the trail cam integration. So there's there's huge improvement to trail cam integration through Onyx, and uh, let me pull this up to make sure that I get it all right. Onyx Hunt now integrates with Bushnell Covert and Exodus cell cameras. Uh, if you're let's see. So what it's going to do is you can utilize Onyx Hunt's all-new trail camera tool. You receive Bushnell Covert and Exodus cell camera photos directly to your Onyx Hunt app. So it's going to bring your cell cam photos right into the app. This is only the first step in our trail camera solution. In the future, Onyx Hunt will help you organize your images based on automated animal recognition and custom tagging. Uh, so this guy's stuff is getting crazy. All all kinds of uh, all kinds of technology improvements and opportunities. So you're gonna be able to do your fur bear scouting with trail cameras and actually be able to have uh, you know rec- animal recognition and all that different stuff. Boy, it's uh, it's crazy the what's available out there. And I think I've kind of pulled through. There's a couple other, okay, a couple of recent, other recent additions. Uh, there's been some improvements to uh, compass mode uh, on on mobile. So, you, you know, in the past, you tap the crosshair icon in the bottom right corner, and that brings you to right where you're at, brings you to your location. And then you tap it again, and you see the sight cone where it shows you the direction that you're facing. And that kind of moves around as you, you walk around. Uh, now, if you then tap the compass icon again, uh, you'll get, you tap the compass icon that populates once you're in that, you get a quick measured line tool as well as a compass with your direction of bearing that appears in the top of the map. If you then tap the rangefinder icon, it'll drop a waypoint you can place and customize by tapping edit. And then there's going to be some plans for rangefinder integration coming soon. Uh, there's also route builder. You can it makes it a lot easier to to build routes and trails. It'll help you snap lines to roads so that you don't have to worry about zooming in and trying to get right on top of the road. It'll it'll snap those in when you're close to tap when you tap close to it, to close to the road. And uh, if you you can also you know it'll help you keep track of distance when you're planning routes on foot and and give you ele- elevation gain, elevation lost, all that stuff. Um, uh, I mentioned before you can add a state now for for two states for 45 bucks. That's a a great option. And uh, yeah, guys, there's a just just so many new things with Onyx. So if you haven't already, now is a great time to go to onyxmaps.com and sign up and uh, use the promo code trap T R A P to get 20% off. Now, for those of you who have, who have still uh, have stuck around, you're still listening. 
after I've rambled on and on and on, I, I'm going to talk about one other thing and then we're going to go into the fur market. But I would love to hear from you because we're getting, we're kind of at the beginning of the trapping season and I, I'm, I haven't really laid out a plan on what I want to do for podcast episodes other than I'm going to do more than I did this summer, obviously, now that we're in trapping season. But I, I want to hear from you guys. So th- there are a couple of things. Number one, of course, questions. I, I would love to hear your questions. Uh, I'm going to th- shoot out my email address right now, jrodwood at gmail.com, J-R-O-D-W-O-O-D at gmail.com. And I get a lot of you message on Instagram and there some of you message on Facebook. I do not check those very often. I don't think I've opened Instagram uh, since early in the summer. So I, I know if I open that up, I'm going to have eight or 10 or 12 messages from people. And I, I apologize for not answering, but uh, I can only keep track of so many apps and, uh, and balance other thing parts of life that I got going on so uh, it's good email is good because I read my email all the time and I may not get back to you right away uh, and sometimes if you email right in the middle of the summer I may forget and not get back to you at all I know there's a couple people I missed this summer I I apologize I, I keep meaning to go back into the hundreds of emails and try to figure out who I missed but if, if you email me right now, there's a pretty gosh darn good chance. I know I will read it, and I will I will uh, certainly make every attempt to get back to you, and there's probably 98% chance I will get back to you. But what I want to know is questions. If you're a newer trapper and you've got questions, I, I love to hear that. I love to answer those on the podcast. And I want to hear ideas on what you would like to uh, hear me cover in future podcast episodes for this coming season. So... Uh, Whatever you have for thoughts and ideas, uh, I I uh, I'll take pull those together and see if if there's it's something that I can work on, do a little research on, and come up with an episode. Great. If it's something I know nothing about, maybe I can try to get somebody on who does know something about it and is an expert at it. That'd be great as well. So so email me with those jrodwood at gmail dot com. And now, finally, let's get into the fur market. So for a full detailed uh, fur price update, go to my YouTube channel, Trapping Today. And I did a video on the market. And I I went into, I started out with a bunch of information on, I just threw out all the prices right off. It's kind of funny. Last year, I did a huge in-depth fur market video and I, must have been like 40 minutes long or something and I talked about all of the supply and demand factors the worldwide global fur market and all the different aspects of what was going on and and what was shaping the fur market and all this and then I went into each individual species and I detailed uh, the reasons the prices were what they were and I talked and I gave different prices and I had a few people that that immediately complained and said, we just want the prices. Don't hear all this other garbage. So, so, so I didn't really, I didn't really take that very well. I was kind of like, man, okay. Uh, so, so I just, I hurried up and I did another video. It said fur prices in two minutes. And I just, uh, sort of half jokingly just threw out as fast as I could the species and the number. 
just because, and I was kind of annoyed by it. I was like, okay, you want a number? Here you go. You get a number. I, I, but I, I felt that it was more valuable for someone to understand where, how I came up with the number so that you can, you know, try to make some decisions for yourself. But people want numbers. Uh, I found that over, I've done fur, I've covered the fur market on trapping today for 15 years. I think it was 2007 that I started doing it. And what I found is people just want numbers. It doesn't matter if the numbers, how accurate the number is, uh, or if, if the number is legit or not, they want numbers. And so I give them numbers and and I have, you know, a lot of people say, well, where do you get these prices and how do you figure, how do you find the prices and all this? And it's, uh, it's complicated and it's simple all at the same time, but I'll just, I'll just say that you kind of get a feel for it after a while and you see the different trends and you learn how all the different uh, factors influence price and to what degree they influence price. And then you throw out a little bit of guesswork as well. And to be honest, most of the time I'm pretty gosh darn close. So uh, it varies so much from area to area, but the overall market, I mean, it's, it's not hard to guess it this year because it's going to be low. That's, <laughs> it's going to be low, low, low compared, you know, like it's been for the past eight years. I mean, we've been in a poor fur market. We had the bright uh, coyote market for a while that was pretty good, but everything else has been difficult. So um, we, we've got a couple of different things going on. I For a couple of years, I was doing these updates and I, I said the biggest thing was uncertainty, uncertainty, uncertainty. We just don't know what's going on. And, and primarily that was around COVID for a couple of years there. Just the supply chain was so screwed up and the, there were lockdowns and, and people were staying home and, and weren't even able to buy stuff. And we didn't know what the state of the economy was going to be. So there was tons of uncertainty. Uh, but where we're at now, I think we've kind of moved from uncertainty to a place where we're, we're more certain of what this market's going to be. It's pretty clear now. And, uh, we're, unfortunately the certainty is, a, a, a certainly not as high of a price that we would all like to see for most items. Uh, worldwide demand is waning for fur and it has been for a, uh, quite a few years the primary reasons are the Chinese economy is growing a lot slower than it was in the past. And it is not looking like it's going to grow to return to those fast periods of growth that really fueled the high fur market we had in 2013, 14, 15 era. And the war in Russia and Ukraine is really screwing things up. And now we get another war and, uh, I see now, not not to get into politics, but I see the president wants to send a uh, hundred billion dollars, one hundred six billion dollars, or something to other, a bunch of other countries to to help out with humanitarian and war efforts. So uh, everything is just so uncertain, and the country, a lot of the countries that buy the majority of our fur are either in really economic hard times or they're in a war or both. So it's, it's not, uh, it's not a great time to be in the international fur market. 
But there are a few decent uh, aspects of the market. Number one, beaver. We're going to talk about beaver because beaver is going to be good. The demand has held up for beaver. The, the market, again, is a hatter market. It's using grinding pelts up into felt and turning them into Stetson cowboy hats and fedoras and a bunch of other types of felt hat products. That's, that has been very, very steady demand and it has not declined yet. The beaver supply is expected to increase. There, there are more trappers out there targeting beavers because they're the only fur that you can actually pay the gas bill with, make a little bit of money. That being said, uh, these prices are higher than they've been in the last few years, but they're nothing compared to uh, any type of historical price. Uh, it, if you look at, we're, we're probably going to average 20 to $30 on beaver, depending on where you're at and depending on the size of, of the pelts, which is, is really good after several years, quite a few years of 10 to $15 averages. But we look at 20 to $30 compared to this, we were getting $20, $30 in 2012. And I just plugged in $25 from 2012 into my trusty inflation calculator. And it says that that $25 would be worth about $34 now. And so even though inflation hasn't been in hugely uh, massive recent until recently, it was pretty low for a while, uh, it, it, we still have seen such a decline in in the value of the dollar that you know we sh- we should be getting ten almost ten dollars more per per beaver than we were back in 2012, which wasn't all, all that long ago, and we're not getting it. So so you know we're st- unfortunately we're still falling behind, but you know again we're all going to come back to the fact that we trap because we love to trap. If we were trapping for the money, we'd be, all be out of it by now anyway. And, and so, uh, and, and a lot of us, there's a lot of animal damage control trapping going on. And uh, it, it's great to be able to salvage a pelt that you were going to throw away anyway because you had to harvest an animal. Uh, and, and to be able to get 20, 30 bucks for it, that's great. Caster, though, is not going to be that great. I'm thinking the, the price per pound for caster is going to be similar f- to the price of the beaver pelt. It's, it's going to be, uh, I'm, I'm guessing, $20, $30 a pound. There are some reports that it's going to be getting a little better. Uh, fur Harvesters just came out with a caster update. I'm going to look, I'm going to pull that up and just kind of read it. Uh, just to see, Castorium update, October 2023. Over the past few weeks, we received several new customers calling and placing orders for castorium this is good news we are confident prices on all three grades will improve in 2024 so they don't have an idea of of what that improvement's going to be i suspect with a little bit of increased beaver harvest we're probably not going to have uh enough demand to to sort of consume all of that supply that increased supply in caster as well as uh provide a, an improvement in prices i i just don't see it i hope that they're right and you could see maybe 40 or 50 dollar a pound caster um we're certainly not going to see the 70 80 90 dollars a pound that we were seeing a couple years ago uh but i i even i think 40 50 dollars is optimistic i just don't think it's going to be there so um 
that's the the market is down and that's just kind of the that's the nature of the game but that's not bad and really if you look at historically that price for caster really isn't that bad uh, we just got used to some pretty good prices recently because no one was out there harvesting beavers and uh, the the caster buyers were still wanting wanting that caster but if you listen to my episode with Kyle Cotts from the last time we were on here he said a lot of the uh, caster as well as a lot of the uh, the glands and different items he's stopped buying He's really slowed down on his buying because he just doesn't. There's plenty of supply there for for what he can sell right now, and uh, it, it's just you know there there's there's not that much demand, and and even the you know the lure maker demand for caster is, is declining as well. So, moving on to coyotes, there's it's going to be very difficult to sell coyotes this year. The market has crashed. You your western heavy coyotes are really good ones. Um, you know, maybe you're looking at thirty bucks. Uh, maybe an averages of twenty to thirty dollars for Western coyotes. I think Eastern coyotes are going to be like ten to fifteen dollars. I, I mean, I was, I, I, I'd love to say more, but I, I really hesitate to say that they're going to do any better than that. And then your Southern coyotes, less than ten dollars, you may have a hard time even selling them. Raccoons. Most of raccoons are going to be less than $5 average, but if you're really picky and you only trap coons during the best part of the season when the hides are white and they're fully prime and you got some big coons in some of those northern areas, you, you're, probably, you're probably going to be looking at a 5 to $10 average. Maybe you get 12 to 15 on some of those really, really good ones, but that's probably about what you're looking at, which is you know about the same as last year muskrat are not looking very good and the reason for that for the reason i say that is because the muskrats of the last two auctions essentially did not sell so there's a massive backlog there's like almost a whole season's worth of muskrat harvest in cold storage waiting to be sold and some of them were offered at some pretty I mean, FAJ really tried to hold the price there, but I thought they were fairly reasonable prices on a lot of them, and they still didn't sell. So I I think that starting out, we may be less than $2 average on muskrats, which we haven't seen for quite a while, but I think it's going to be lower than we've seen the past several years. Uh, there's potential for an increase in muskrat prices, there's also potential for increased raccoon and wild mink as well. And uh, the reason for that is the ranch mink uh, supply is finally starting to uh, decline. It's finally starting to get worked through and sold out. All of those ranch mink the past few years that have been sold because of low prices and uh, ranches pelting out. Those have been sitting in cold storage and have not been able to sell for a long time. And that supply was just kind of built up for years and gone through COVID and everything. Now that supply is starting to be worked through. And none of us really knows. Grunwald would be the closest that would probably have a good idea on where that's at. And, and even then, they're not completely sure. They have some suggestions of what might be going on there. But uh, none of us really knows for sure when 
that supply is going to finally give out to the point where prices are going to start coming up. And then fur buyers are going to be looking at alternatives to ranch mink. And they're going to see some cheap alternatives in muskrat, wild mink, and maybe for some items, raccoon. And that may happen later this season. It may not. It depends on how much you know, how much fur is sold throughout the season. But uh, if it if it happens, it's going to be later in the season. And so I would say that the chance for increase in muskrat prices through the season is pretty decent. Uh, the reason I bring that up is because for years and years, everybody said, said uh, sell your muskrats uh, early because once the supply is filled up, you know, the prices are probably going to drop. And that's been pretty good advice. If you could sell rats in the country early on or in the, even by the first auction, usually your rat prices, had, even if there was a little bit of demand early on, usually that demand had been met and the prices started to go down. Uh, this year, I think it's going to be the exact opposite. I think uh, I w- I, if you have rats... I, early in the season, I'd hold on to them just to speculate and see what happens. You really got nothing to lose if you're looking at selling them for a dollar fifty, dollar seventy-five. Uh, you got nothing to lose. Hang on to them. Otter, uh, otter are probably going to be a little weaker, and the the only reason is the demand for otter is steady, but the number of otter that are going to be harvested this year is probably going to increase because of all of the beaver trappers that are going to be out there people are focusing more on beaver and i don't know what the increase is going to be in beaver supply i don't think i honestly like i said before i this is not a you know 30 dollar beaver is is not what a 30 dollar beaver used to be you're still having a hard time paying expenses it's not enough to really incentivize most trappers to get out there and like oh yeah we're really making money now you know this is not the $45 raccoons back in the 19 late 70s early 80s during the fur boom then. No, $30 beavers, $30 beaver. But there are going to be more beaver trapped and when more beaver are trapped, otters are taken incidental to beaver trapping. It it happens all the time whether it's accidental or whether it's I'm out there trapping beavers, I'm going to make a few otter sets too. So the otters that are offered on the market are probably going to be uh m- more numerous and with a steady demand and increased supply, we're probably going to see a drop in price. I'm thinking fifteen to twenty dollars for otter. Wild mink, maybe five or six bucks, maybe a little lower, maybe a little higher. That's been pretty steady like that for many years. Red and gray fox, ten or fifteen dollars, pretty stable. Some of the lower quality, like the easterns, uh, like the Pennsylvania ones, maybe it might be even under ten. I'm not sure. Uh, pretty limited market there. Nobody seems to want them. Bobcats, uh, the western bobcats that were sky high for a long time have been kind of drifting down, down, down. You're still going to probably be able to get two or $300 averages for the, the really high quality A-type uh, western bobcats with clear spotted bellies. Two, three hundred, I think, I think is going to be pretty, uh, pretty standard. And... The thing that's happened with cats, though, is there is still demand for bobcats. It's just people don't seem to be willing to pay really high prices for the best, but they're buying more of the lower-end cats. And and I don't know that anybody really understands exactly 
what's going on there other than maybe the uh, the ultra super luxury end of the market is has weakened a little bit. But there is demand for for uh, eastern bobcats, for Canadian bobcats, and even those southern bobcats. The southern cats, I think, will probably be looking at thirty to sixty dollar averages, and the eastern cats have been selling for a hundred bucks. Um, and and I think that that appears that it's going to continue. So it, it's kind of strange. I remember many years when the Western cats were averaging five to seven hundred dollars, and the Eastern cats you get thirty bucks, uh, thirty to thirty to forty-five. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, we're the so so the lower end cats. I mean, they're definitely worth trapping for sure. Skunk ten to fifteen dollars, pretty good market there. Badger, I'm thinking about twenty bucks on average. Uh, low low supply because no one's trapping coyotes, and. Uh, I think uh, because of the low supply, there's been active bidding on Badger at the major auction, and uh, they they've done well. Martin Martin are actually doing pretty well. So the two bright spots in this overall this fur market is Beaver number one, and number two is if you're a northern trapper in Alaska or northern Canada, because you have an item that is unique and relatively rare, uh, and because of that, uh, they are. You know, you can usually get a pretty decent price for them. So Martin, I think, are probably overall going to average like 40 bucks, which is really good. Um, the Alaskan Martin, 50 or 60, I think. You know, it's not the 100 that you used to see, but that's pretty that's pretty good for Alaskan, Northern Canadian Martin. I think our Martin in the Northeast and Maine are probably going to average 35 to 40 bucks. And the Rocky Mountain, Western Martin, maybe 20 or 30 bucks. Maybe a little increase in those, depending on on how much uh, supply is out there for for the demand. Fisher probably be thirty forty dollars. They've been selling pretty decent. Lynx hundred bucks, pretty good for Lynx. I I think I think we're gonna continue to see that. I hope. And uh, weasel, uh, there's been good demand for weasel. The short tail weasels probably sell about two or three dollar average, and the long tails four or five dollars. So those are the prices that I'm I'm thinking we can kind of expect as a starting point, and and uh, hopefully that helps you make a few decisions on what you're going to target, what you're going to skin out, and all that. And and uh, anyway, again, you know we're if we were in it for the money, we'd have been out of it a long time ago. But we love to trap. Uh, it's great to have you guys here. I'd love to hear from you, jrodwood at gmail.com. Until next time, keep on talking trapping, keep on thinking trapping. Send me some suggestions, and we'll catch you in the next episode.